Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and if you're still listening, this is the second hour of Ghost Chronicles Radio, and the Steves are gone. I am Ron <laughs> Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, unexplained, and unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink. With me, my co-host, the blonde bombshell herself, Miss Halloween, and <laughs> Carrigan. Well, hello, everybody. Yes, I am. I wear that crown proudly. You had two sieves on your last show. Not one wasn't enough trouble. Yeah, I I couldn't get a word in edgewise. It was. <laughs> yeah. I, I shut up for like twenty minutes and I was fine. No they way. Didn't notice, they didn't even notice I wasn't there. That's amazing. <laughs> no way you shut up that long. <laughs> anyway, joining us now is somebody who I can speak to. Uh, he I met him I think for the first time at. Uh, Ocean State Paracon. I believe that was the first time I met him. Anyways, uh, he is the founder of Rise Up Paranormal, Ken DaCosta. Hello, hello, good evening. How are Hi. you? folks? It's Hi. been a while. Hi, Ann. How are you? I'm well, thank you. <laughs> Ken, Ken, was that the first time I met you at the Ocean State Paracon? Uh, I don't think so. I think uh, okay. I invited you to that because we had met previously. I think the first time was when you had me as a guest on your show a few years back. Oh, okay. Uh, yep. I attended your conference one year. Um, and then I had you in as a guest. Uh, God, I don't remember. You know, it's what happens when you get older. The memory goes. <laughs> and, and and you get the COVID and you lose the year. Uh. Yeah, I was going to ask you folks, how was your summer and how uh, have you navigated all these waters over the last uh, year? Been dodging it. <laughs> yeah, sometimes that's the best we can ask for. So yep. same here, same here, same that's here. Good. So happy to report all's well. Yeah. And, and, and tells me you have been doing some investigating. We have. Um, like I think a lot of people last year, we kind of picked and choosed our spots um, depending on where they were, but we managed to stay, you know, a bit active in that. But this year it's, uh, it's gotten kind of busy. So I mean, nice. we're lucky to have, you know, gotten some invitations to some really great places and some more lined up. So um, it, it's almost normal again. <laughs> That's all we can ask for. <laughs> Well, one hundred percent normal would be good too. But we'll so take the question you. is: Do you have to yeah. wear a mask when you investigate? Uh, we do not because okay. uh, we don't have uh, those kind of restrictions here in Rhode Island. I suppose it's uh, where you travel. Uh, we've all been—I um, guess the buzzword now is inoculated. You know, we used to call it vaccined back then in the days, but yeah. <laughs> you know. So we're all good, and uh, you know we travel in small groups, but everyone obviously has the the right to if they want to mask up, then that's fine. Go for yeah. it, whatever makes you comfortable. Right, exactly. I agree. So, 
so uh, any of the any place interesting you care to share with us about that that you've investigated uh, lately? We have a series of five Masonic lodges that we've Ooh. been to. Nice. Uh, probably not going to disclose where those are. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. And we have uh, a rather iconic restaurant here in Rhode Island that's been sort of one of my white whales over the past few years. So <laughs> waiting for confirmation on that. And, you know, there's occasional residents and uh, some of the places that we have uh, access to that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in times when we're just going a little stir crazy here, we might make a call and say, hey, do you mind if we just kind of show up tonight? And uh, <laughs> they very receptive of that so that's um, excellent you managed to keep one toe in the water which is which has been good nice now last year uh ocean state paracron didn't happen no um we played that game where we put it off and put it off and put it off so we actually scheduled and canceled like four times until uh this year, where it looks like the coast is clear, and it better be because it's this Friday. Right. <laughs> oh. Saturday. So, I mean, barring anything uh, uh, unforeseen, all systems are go right now. So, we're happy to be able to do this this year. So, what's the lineup for uh, this year? Well, we have one hell of a lineup this year. We, uh, Andrea Perrin is coming back with us again this year. Uh, she's making the trip up from Florida, so we're very happy about that. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have uh, the esteemed Mr. Tim Weisberg, who's ah. going to be joining us as well. And Tim uh, always comes up with something a little bit different for us every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, Cody Desbian, Satori Hawes, the paranormal couple. Mm-hmm. We'll yeah. be uh, bringing in their traveling haunted museum, which uh, awesome. promises to be interesting. Tiffany Rice doing a gallery reading. Uh, Christopher Rondina, a dear friend and uh, an author, who's going to talk a little bit about his trips to Germany um, a year or two ago, where he went over to discover the actual identity of the Hessian soldier who was the Headless Horseman. Um, wow. So he's written a book about Sleepy Hollow, um, uh, that whole thing. And uh, so he's going to talk a little bit about his travels. And we have KJ McGlynn and Kitsy Duncan, who are coming in from Indiana, who uh, starred in the Oddity Files. And they have an all female group they've put together. And uh, we just got word that Sean Austin from, I guess, the Travel Channel's Ghost Loop uh, that was oh, wow. on a couple ago and he was also in the ralph sachi uh television show a couple of years ago the demon Files. so uh sean's going to be coming in doing a presentation as well so we managed to secure a lineup for this this year um you know a little bit different we Mm -hmm. tried to get more local people who didn't have to travel long distances because you know you never know Mm -hmm. you know right a little gun shy after four times, but it's a great lineup and for a great cause this year, Camp Braveheart, who uh, offers free grief counseling to children four to 17 years of age. And they do it in an outdoor setting uh, where it's more like camp. They boating and uh, hiking and 
you know, being around other kids and their families that are going through something similar, sort of like a support group for them. So uh, it's a wonderful cause and uh, we're happy to support it this year. Oh, that's a great charity. That's a fabulous lineup, too. Very awesome. So, yeah, do you think any ghost hunt or anything uh, in the activities or is just strictly uh, speakers? No, we're just going to do the event Friday night. Um, and I should mention this is going to be held at the Plain Ridge Casino this year. Oh, that's pretty good. This, yeah, okay. in Plainville, Massachusetts, um, yeah. this Friday and Saturday. Uh, we have a VIP party, a little meet and greet from 7 to 10 on Friday. And then the actual event will be from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. on Saturday. Uh, no ghost hunt this year, Ron, because those things are still kind of tricky. In yeah. terms of, you know, getting people into a more confined area. And, um, you know, with everything that was going on, there was enough to just concern ourselves with getting this thing off the ground and making sure it happens. So we're going to kind of put the ghost hunt on a hold for a year and then, you know, mm-hmm. see what the future brings. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. You know, we, yeah, we after we, you know, Spirit Quest, of course, uh, that's the one you spoke at. Uh, we, we, we skipped a year as well and we had it this year and, and I was, I was like holding my breath cause I had no clue what it was going to be like. And this yeah. was in, uh, the end of September and it turned out to be one of the better ones actually. It was really uh, it was, well received. Yeah. 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 It went smoothly and good turnout and everything went well. So I, I was quite pleased with it. So oh, I think people. Good. I think, I think people are, are dying to get back out again yeah. and, and get involved in this. Yeah, I think that that's one of the things that's sort of in your favor with this when you plan something and plan an event and uh, people, you know, like-minded people in the paranormal and they're just looking to, you know, just have human contact again, you know, <laughs> we're, we're all social creatures, you know, and uh, so it's good that we'd be able to uh, pull these things off this year and uh uh, I'm glad it was well attended. You guys put on a wonderful event. I know I enjoyed my year there. Oh, I, it was phenomenal. And you had a great place and uh, really enjoyed it. Oh, thank you. The uh, you, you know what's really funny, and, and I wonder if you're going through this too, but I, I remember when I first started doing this, and I, I know you've been around for a long time too, is that when you ran an event, I mean, you sold out way in advance. And now it seems like everybody waits to the last minute to, <laughs> to purchase their tickets. Do you, you do you find that the same way or, or is it uh, well, just. That's always that way. You know, you, you 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 do all this planning, you sell advanced tickets, you let people know they can get them at the door. And it doesn't really matter because you're always holding your breath. You know, you hope yeah. it's well received. You hope it's well attended. Right. And then um, eventually you fill up the tank, you do everything you can to promote it and get the word out and uh, invite people. And then, you know, when that day comes, there's not much you can do except just sit back, open the doors and hope that somebody comes through. <laughs> yeah. uh, make sure everybody has a good time. Yeah. I mean, we've never had the problem of looking around and saying, oh, my God, there's nobody here, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've always been fortunate in that regard, but you always have that anxiety as an organizer. Yeah. I mean, you know, and sometimes those butterflies are a good thing because you can use them to your favor to make sure you don't overlook anything and you want everything to be perfect. So it's a good yeah. motivator. But uh, 
You know, for us, it's always been well attended, but yeah, sure. I mean, you're always like just, you know, hoping for the best and, you know, people are buying tickets and, um, but that's why, you know, we've always done it at the door as well. So, you know, as long as we can fill the place up, uh, everybody's welcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one I attended was run really smoothly. Uh, you guys did a great job on it, and it was uh, it was really fun. And uh, so, it, if P- P- go ahead. You no, know, I was just going to say it's one of the positive feedbacks we've gotten over the years that you know yeah. how well run it is. But you know, the truth of the matter is, you know, you start putting the, this is our ninth annual event. So when you start putting this on, you know, you learn you you learn from your mistakes, or you look around, see whatever someone else is doing, and it's a good idea, and you get feedback. So, you know, it's all a growing process. Yep, you always want to improve. I mean, that's the the thing. You don't want to be stagnant. Right. Right. Yeah. So, anyways, if people are interested in uh, the Ocean State Paracorn, uh, where can they get more information and buy tickets and all that stuff? Well, I'll tell you what, if you go to Facebook and just type in Ocean State Paracon, we have a page there that has all of that information, uh, where to get advanced tickets, uh, the cost, the speakers, you know, all this various information about it can be found on Facebook like everything else in the world these days. So uh, type in Ocean State Paracon or you can go to our website, Rise Up Paranormal dot com and uh up in the uh menu box at the top just click on paracon all the information is there for you excellent so or you can call or you can call ron Kolick and he'll give you all the <laughs> perfect that's when i need more phone calls yeah, right. <laughs> thanks for that ken i appreciate that oh, happy, to, happy to happy to what made you uh, decide back in the day, Ken? I think I want to do a Paracon. Was there any particular well, reason? It just thought it'd be a fun thing to do. Probably a lack of common sense more than anything. <laughs> uh, you know, we weighed out all the options and all the things that went could go wrong, and we went ahead anyway. But. Uh, well, I mean, there wasn't really anything in Rhode Island back in the heyday of the paranormal. I think we started in 2012. Uh, first two years, we were in the bottom of a church, you know. So obviously, we've uh, very humbled beginnings. We've come a long way on this now, you know, to be at theaters and casinos. We never we never thought we thought, well, you know, we raised a thousand dollars. Yeah. Wow. That would be amazing, you know. Um, but there was an absence of it here in Rhode Island. and They were all over the place. So we decided to put one together and long story short, we just decided to do something a little bit different. It wasn't going to be, um, you know, a commercial type of endeavor. We wanted to put it on as long as it was for charity, like 100 Mm -hmm. percent. The speakers came on their own dime. They donated their time. Um, All volunteer committee. And um, we decided that we were going to do it for charity. So and then further from that, we decided that we'd select a different one every year um, to kind of, you know, spread the wealth around a little bit and help some of these advocacy groups. So it really wasn't anything more than that. It was just we didn't have anything. Hmm. And for whatever reason, we took it upon ourselves and said, you know, like the uh, the old Spanky and our gang thing. Let's put on a show. You know? <laughs> and uh, 
you know, I, I think we got a little better at it over the years. And, you know, for that, for that one weekend a year, you know, we had a lot of fun, That's you know, cool. a lot of work, a lot of stress, but at the end of it, you know, there was such that sense of accomplishment and relief and, you know, all those things together that, um, you know, if for whatever reason, it just kept going. That's great. And it's great that you do it for charity because, you know, what better, you know, you cover your costs and then, you know, pay out to people who really need it. I mean, I think it's great to get together with like-minded people and mm-hmm. do do the things that you love and, and, and get new ideas. Well, you know, I always look at it this way, Anne, and it's something that's very common. We say in the paranormal that we're here to help people. Mm-hmm. And we thought that, you know, help comes in a lot of different forms. Right. You know, it doesn't necessarily be have to be, you know, banishing ghosts from somebody's house. You know, you can reach out into the community, especially with the popularity of the paranormal <laughs> and the way people are into it in, in this day and age. So why not use that, something that we're all interested in, and use that to do some good in the community. You don't have to believe in ghosts or anything, but if you believe in a cause, then you can come and support it. That's so, true. Um, you know, we 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 kind of look at it that way too, which is why the vendors that we have coming are so diverse. I mean, yeah, you have paranormal teams, you have psychic mediums, but you have authors and jewelry makers and clothing makers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's something uh, there for everybody. Right. Which is great. That's that's part of the fun part of all those oh, is yeah. the, the vendors. Yeah, I love a good vendor space, man. Absolutely. Oh yeah, it's I mean, really cool I do stuff. Too, you know, and if and if they do well, then um, that's even better. You know, when people are selling their books, selling their art, selling their jewelry, and things that they made but with their own hands, you know, and they get mm-hmm. that fruits of their labor type thing. Um, it's wonderful. It's wonderful to see. Mm-hmm. Now, the one thing I did want to ask you now, the have you seen a lessening of the interest in ghosts and, and a rise in the interest in UFOs because of all this, you know, the, the government released uh, footage and, uh, and uh, the sp- more space stuff going on and everything? Do you, you find that or, or is it just the same? Well, I think all those things are cyclical. To be honest with you, I mean, for a while back there, a few years ago, Bigfoot was the thing, right? No, <laughs> okay. You know, finding Bigfoot came on and you know how television is. It's a copycat industry. If somebody's doing well, well, then everybody's got to have, you know, a ghost hunting show and then Bigfoot. So everybody's got to have a Bigfoot show. <laughs> so all of those all of those things kind of go cyclical. Uh, the UFO thing. Yeah, sure. I mean, none of these things have ever really gone gone away. Mm-hmm. But it they, it's like an ebb and flow to the interest of them in, you know, the general population. Um, on our show that we do on Sundays, Dead Air. Um, oh, tell us a little bit about this. Oh, Hi. yeah. No, we we uh, had a show um, for the last two years, Dead Air, George Lopez and myself. And we bring on guests, you know, as you do. Uh, we recently picked up by KGRA uh, Digital Broadcasting. Cool. So we're reaching a nationwide and a worldwide audience now. And it's awesome. Very flattered. We're humbled that they approached us and said, hey, you know, we like what you guys do. We want you on this platform. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so that's my, you know, shameless plug right there for my show. <laughs> eight, eight to 10 Eastern on YouTube and KGRA. Um, Excellent. We, we had, um, <laughs> yeah. We, recently, we had uh, a Mr. Lee Spiegel on, who is one of the more iconic figures in ufology. He is of the ilk of a Stanton Friedman or a J. Allen Hynek because he worked with these people. We talked a little bit about this disclosure thing because that was the big story, right, back in May, right. um, which was really kind of a letdown and a disappointment. You know, Did you think? <laughs> anything, you know, and every time there's a question about it, well, we can't disclose, we can't disclose anything other than we exist. <laughs> this, this organization exists, but we can't tell you anything in the interest of national security. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I still get, I, I got involved with MUFON in Massachusetts and mm-hmm. a lot of times I will give presentations for them and it's a good group of people. I enjoy talking to them kind of like leave the ghosts behind and go back to what started me as a kid on an interest in all this. And that was UFOs. Oh, it was. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, ghosts huh. scared the hell out of me. I, I was a big <laughs> I was a big, oh yeah, I was a Bigfoot alien kid back then. But um, yeah, there's an ebb and flow to it, I guess, right now. Um, Maybe because of all that, there was a renewed interest in it. Um, So I don't know. Uh, Like I said, I agree with you that it's sort of coming to the forefront now. More shows, you know, the Skinwalker Ranch show. That was, I really enjoyed that. I mean, I, I really did. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens next. Um, everybody took a little hiatus last year as far as filming shows to begin with. Oh yeah. So we'll see what comes back in full force, um, you know, for the rest of this fall into the winter and spring, you know, what's going to be the next hot thing. (laughs) Speaking about shows, you going to see the new Ghostbusters? Oh, absolutely. Are you kidding? Absolutely. Yeah. As I'm speaking to you, I am looking at my Ecto-1 replica model, my <laughs> doll, my Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. And, There's no way uh, he's not going to see it. <laughs> I know, right? I have a three-year-old grandson now who, through no fault of mine, is like totally immersed in Ghostbusters now. Uh-oh. He's got he's got all the tools. Uh-oh. and. So, um, yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I saw you post his picture. He was a little Ghostbuster. Was it for Halloween? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, he's got the jumpsuit, proton oh, pal. Ready to go. Awesome. awesome. He's got more, more gear than we do. <laughs> <laughs> Probably works just as well, too. All the bells and whistles. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, I turned on the TV this morning when I got up early in the morning, and uh, they had an interview with uh, Dan Aykroyd, um, uh, Phil Murray, um, the, the oh, yeah, what's the Ernie, black guy? Ernie, 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 Ernie Hudson. Hudson. Yeah, thank you. And uh, the two new guys, and and they were at the uh, the fire station. Did you see that one at all? Any of that? Um, no, I saw the other day they were on Kimmel and Fallon. I thought that uh, was just fantastic. You know, just yeah. to see them in the same room together was just mm-hmm. kind of like, you can't help but be nostalgic, you know? Oh, absolutely. And, 
And, uh, you know, and then I saw something on now. I, I believe that might have been on even on Facebook. The interview with uh, Dan Aykroyd where he says that he got his grandfather's uh, diary on the seances he used to hell. And, and and that's how he came up with the name for Ghostbusters, because I, I don't know if you had saw it. I mean, it's probably before your time. But Bob Hope had, and uh, there's a couple other shows, Ghost Chases and. Uh, um, ghost. Yeah, really? I have it. Ghost, ghost Breakers was the movie. Yeah, Ghost Breakers. Yeah, I, ah! I remember seeing it and laughing my butt off. To it. It, was, <laughs> yeah. it was one of the funniest movies I have ever seen. Where this, you know, woman comes screaming by him because they just saw a ghost, and somebody says, "What's wrong with her?" It's like, oh, I guess she's got to go to the bathroom or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just thought it was hysterical. Oh, I mean, it, it's so funny because you look at it from today's point of view. They could never get away with it. Bob Hope is like in this hotel room and he, uh-huh. he had a, a black uh, servant and uh, the oh. lights went out and everything else. And he's going in. Of course, you could only see his eyes. <laughs> and and uh, Bob says to him, uh, is that you? He says, oh, you scared me. He says, I almost turned white. It was oh. like, oh, my God, you could have yeah. never said that today. But uh, it was hilarious back then. But anyway, yeah, uh, I've never that, heard of it. Uh, that's oh, it's, it's I, black uh, and white. That's oh why God. I ended up years ago buying the VHS. Remember VHS tapes? Yes. You know? Oh, yeah. Uh, that I do remember, yeah. I, I bought the VHS tape because I knew that that was the only way I would probably ever see that movie again. <laughs> well, unfortunately, we got to take a break right now. Um, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles, what are we, Next Generation, Absolutely. right here on Tojanet and Pararex Radio and wherever you're getting your podcasts, and that's about everywhere now. And um, we're brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrimack Street, Methuen, Massachusetts, DeGlant, Messier Family Law Group, 15 High Street, North Andover, Massachusetts, and our super-duper good friends on Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon, members of the Dead Air Society. Uh, I didn't steal that from you, Ken. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be right. (laughs) All right. We'll be right back after following messages right here on Tojanet and Pararex. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. Hello. Hello, can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Para X Radio, The Ghost Channel, 
and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, mustache, I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. Welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Anne and our very special guest this evening, Ken DaCosta from Rise Up Paranormal. Hello again. Back. He's back. <laughs> so what, what lies ahead for you, Ken, besides the, what are you thinking beyond the Ocean State Paracon? Uh, are you planning any more events or anything like that? No, I think that, um, you know, it's the one a year where we bring everybody together and, uh, it takes up a lot of the year just to get ready for the following year. I guess we've kind of reached the point. Everybody's getting a little older on this. We're sort of year to year on this. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, we changed the venue this year because it's going to be a lot easier because those that have come know that we always had an outdoor event. And, you know, you're always, we were blessed in eight years that other than a sprinkle here and there, we never got rained out. So, you know, all the stress is involved in that. So having having an indoor event takes uh, a lot of the burden off a lot, even the vendors, you know, they don't have to bring tents and fans and things like that. So, um, you know, year to year. So beyond that, we still uh, do our public events during the spring and summer, early fall at Payne House Museum in Coventry, mm. where we welcome the public in. And awesome. beyond that, we um, we just hope to be uh, to continue to be active in doing what we really love to do, and that's um, visit places and locations and investigate. So we're going to, so, um, you know, put a reemphasis back on that because, and at, at the end of the day, that's what we're we all signed up for. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So ask, you, ask you a question. Now you have been doing this for a long time. Do you find that people's uh, attitudes have changed when they ask you when are they, they looking for something in particular? Uh, I mean, wh- what do they expect from you? And you know, is it, it what you expected or is it different than what it used to be? Uh, I think it's much different. It's much yeah. different. I don't know if it's better or worse, but it's just different. I think, so many people have, and it's a good thing that they've become a little more educated in the paranormal, mm-hmm. but with everything on TV, um, and we have to realize that what we're seeing is a very edited form of what's actually going on, where, you know, people may spend five days at a place filming and, you know, they're doing a show that is edited down to 42 minutes. So I guess the thing that I see is, a lot of people who watch the shows sometimes get an unrealistic expectation of what it is that we do and who we are in the real world. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not like it is on television. You right. know, when you investigate a place, it's an intrusive process, you know, where right. you say, hey, listen, you know, you can't watch TV. You can't talk. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't have conversations. We need a controlled environment. So I think it's a lot different. Um, you know, and there's so much, uh, out there right now. It's not just TV, it's social media, it's YouTube, it's TikTok, it's Twitter. Oh, everything. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, so I think that, um, there's always been this type of interest, but the delivery system is different these days because there's so much on the internet now and so much of it really is kind of. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, kind of hokey. Um, <laughs> you know, people overreacting to things and, you know, for content for their show, you know, and to yeah, get that, likes and clicks that, and views. Yeah. Ken, think about that. You're supposed to be professionals, right? Now, imagine if you were in the, in the, having an operation and the surgeon said, blood and said, oh, blood! Oh. <laughs> you know, would that kind of like blow your mind? <laughs> is that, yeah, right. is that who you want to operate on you? Oh, God. <laughs> Just I, hurt my ears, Ron. <laughs> I was very happy to be put under anesthesia at that point. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, yeah, we they have that reaction where they, you know, they're supposed to be professionals where, where you're supposed to go in with a professional mindset. And yet they're, they're like spooky and, yeah. you know, they jump in at conclusions a lot of times, especially on the shows. And, and I think that's reflected in real life sometimes. And it's yeah. kind of sad, actually. I think you got to separate entertainment from that. And I'm not yeah. suggesting that people are hoaxing things on TV. Because oh, no, no, no. Like you're you're like me. We know a lot of these people on a personal basis. They're good mm-hmm. people. Yeah. But they've got to put on a show. Um, that's just sort of the way it is. The other thing I would say, because of the proliferation of these shows and people watching them, that there's a lot more do it yourself to this field right now where we are maybe not as in demand as we used to be because people understand that they can take it upon themselves you know, to do their own DIY project, DIY projects, rather. Yes. They uh, go out and buy their recorders and their meters and all the rest of this and, you know, just do it themselves in their own house. Or, you know, I, I can't speak of, you know, how they're going about their business, but mm-hmm. um, I think that's what it is. A lot of people are saying, well, yeah, you know, can't be that hard, right? I can do this. So. You know, that dynamics kind of changed a little bit, but, um, you know, you've got to evolve or die, I guess, you right. know. Right. I know. It's yeah. all about all about the subscribers and all about, you know, getting your your ads in and that's the, the, what people are about. The, the yeah. problem with, with it is that, you know, especially the people that do it themselves are they have another team to go in and you go into a place then you know they're telling you well how come you're not getting this look at this i've got this you know uh, voice that says uh you're gonna rot in hell and, and of course <laughs> you, you listen when you listen back to it, it goes <laughs> oh, <what?" laughs> but uh yeah. and yeah. and and you know i've kind of like if there's a group that's gone to a place before and someone else calls us in then we won't go in any uh we just won't do it it's it's just it's 
the way I look at it, it's been contaminated. I think of it as a crime scene that's been contaminated, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, a door swings both ways. We've probably both dealt with this, that if you go in and, you know, you just say, listen, I'm not trying to shoot down your claims. You've lived here for 20 years. I came yeah. in for six hours. So it's kind of unrealistic that I'm going to experience everything you have mm-hmm. over 20 years in the small window that I'm there. Mm-hmm. So if you come up with a result where you say, I don't think you have anything to worry about, you know, mm-hmm. call me if something comes up, then they'll always find a group out there who tell them what they want to hear. They'll bring in yes. a spirit box and hear the word demon. Mm-hmm. And the door, on the other hand, swings where I'm sure you've gotten calls, too, from people who have said, I had a group in here and it was an absolute disaster. Can you come and clean up on aisle six for them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the door swings both ways. I, I suppose. I suppose. Yep. You know, but we've never we've never gone into a place where we've ever portrayed ourselves as the final word on anything. You know, we'll try to give you an unbiased and objective assessment of what it is that we experienced or didn't experience that night. In all fairness, it it should be a long term study. It's not just a six night. I mean, six hour operation does require a a decent amount of effort and time and research. Yeah. I mean, we've been fortunate enough. It's not always uh, the case where you have unlimited access to a place, Um, but we've been lucky in the past where we've had some homes where we have visited as many as 20 times. That's excellent. Uh, Mm -hmm. Certain locations that we have access to that we've been able to do, I guess what you can term a a long-term case study under different conditions, you know, what happens when there's females, all males, a mixture? What happens when it's rainy, when it's stormy, when it's warm? And what's each the season, and you know that yourself, especially in New England, where each the house in the wintertime sounds much different than the house in the summertime. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know how it is up here in New England. I keep yeah. telling people this who visit the show from L.A. or different places. It's like sometimes we get four seasons in 24 hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, isn't that the truth? Um, Ken, I wanted to ask you. So you had a Halloween event at the Conjuring House. Yes, we did. And that looked pretty exciting. What? How did that go? Um, I was there on Saturday night. The people from the Dark Zone who did this event um, invited me to come on by because I live ah, relatively, okay. relatively close to Harrisville. So uh, that night I got to work with Susan Slaughter, who's, you know, de- she's turned into a dear friend. You know, I really like Susan and cool. uh, Mustafa Galari from uh, Ghost Hunters, um, the reformed Ghost Hunters a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they filmed everything and that's a whole different thing, you know, when you got cameras, you know, on everything, but you just try to ignore that and do what you need to do. I found it was incredibly emotional to have uh, Roger, Nancy and Andrea Perrin and back in the house with us. Oh, wow. And the thing that struck me, and I've read Andrea's books and I've seen the movie, you know, I'm not a great fan of the movie, but I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were things that the family revealed that night that happened to them that aren't even in the books or the movie or anything like that. And they were very candid and very frank. 
mm-hmm. about how they felt about the Warrens coming in that night and the seance and all the rest of that. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of revelations and um, a lot of tears shed. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of uncomfortable things were revisited that night. So oh, wow. it was a really emotional night. I'll give you one example. Um, when the Warrens came in, they came in with a priest mm-hmm. who encouraged the performance of a seance. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And yeah. they were filming that. And during, while she's telling her story and the cameras are on her, I couldn't help my, I interrupted her. I said, say that again. <laughs> said, yeah, the priest said that we want to have, you should have this seance. And immediately I'm like, what Roman Catholic priest I know. <laughs> would encourage a seance? I mean, who was this guy? I mean, I remember turning to Susan, who was to my left, looking at her, and she had that same look at her face, and she's shaking her head. No, no way. Mm-hmm. You know, what's going on here? So there were little tidbits like that during the filming um, that really were kind of revelatory. That was just kind of like, oh, wow. You know, that's just a whole different kind of thing. But um, like I said, they were very honest. They were very frank. They, they may not get another chance to ever go to the house. So, right. you know, they just let it all hang out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's really interesting. And I I had seen you post that on your page and I just uh, kind of wondered about it. And I know now you talked to Corey about the sale of the house, I think, right. on your dead air show as well because all these people are up in arms you know about them selling it yeah i mean the whole thing show and was basically this idea that um you know somehow the paranormal community feels a sense of ownership in a place Mm -hmm. and we have to look at it realistically the way i've always looked at the conjuring house I've been in families' homes, I've been in historic homes, and I've been in haunted homes. This is, I can't think of another one in my career, if you want to call it that, that checks off all three of those boxes. Mm-hmm. It's residence, it's a famous location right. that's haunted, and usually you don't get a combination of all three. Mm-hmm. Um, but the paranormal community, sometimes when something goes up for sale or, you know, the museum is run by a new board of directors who decides that, yeah, we don't want to do any more investigations here. You know, we get up all up in arms about it, but I think we have to realize that that's just the way things go sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, right. you know, Look at the uh, Mansion. It, it does perfect run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, we're all upset by it, but, you know, sometimes these things happen. And in the end, um, Corey's dealing with some issues um, and it's in the best interests of his well-being and the family's well-being that I'm sure they didn't go into it two years ago with the idea that we're going to flip the house. But yeah, you know, not. Right. sometimes things change. Mm-hmm. So you have to do what's best. For your own well-being and your family's well-being. And that's just the way it goes. Exactly. Right. Yeah. But it is true. I, you know, when it's become a place that the public has gone into, it's like they, you know, when it's like that with Lizzie Borden and it's like that with the Houghton Mansion and 
you know, people are like, well, well Lizzie, you can't, Borden, Lizzie, you can't Lizzie Borden that. still Lizzie Borden. I mean, still people can still go in. Well, but yeah. It, the Helton people Mansion is totally blocked out. off. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Because people are afraid, we're afraid that that it w- would be taken away from them. And yeah, I mean, there's 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 just this sense of territorialism that comes in uh, sometimes. But I think that we all have to understand that sometimes these things change, and maybe down the road there's a place you didn't have access to that suddenly yeah. decide that okay, we'll embrace that part of our history, and you know, one door closes and another one opens. That's just the way it is. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I've never made it down there. It sounds like it's a cool place. And oh, it's a wonderful place. Maybe I I'll mean, make it down whatever happens in the future. <laughs> you should try one time. I know a guy. Ah, you know, <laughs> I know a guy. But, you know, the, the, the Heinzens are just, you know, down to earth, wonderful people. Yeah, yeah really. we got them on the show. Very nice. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I, I think that sometimes, and I've told them this, I said, sometimes you're a little too trusting mm-hmm. because, you know, they give people a lot of latitude in the house. And the next thing you know, there's a bunch of kids down in the basement filming for YouTube and they climb down in the well. Uh, and then one could they one covers them up with boards and they leave them there and just just doing thrill seeking type of yeah. things, you know. And um, of course, always looking for the demon, always uh, looking always. for that Sheba who never lived there. <laughs> you know, but um Yeah, I, I, I remember that, oh God. I remember that uh Edwin uh and Lillian um from the haunted Victorian had the same problem. They were very open and forgiving, then they realized that you yeah. know things were happening to them. People were right? stealing from stealing them, they things. were damaging yeah. their place and everything else. So yeah, the, unfortunately they're they're not all paranormal trust uh enthusiasts are not trustworthy yeah i mean and the thing was what is kind of disturbing about um the farmhouse is that i think a lot of what they did by allowing people to come in or have the opportunity to come in and investigate the house would get rid of a lot of the trespassing and people sneaking around the property and things like Uh, that and unfortunately it really hasn't because um I mean, they've got like 14 or 16 different security cameras around. And Corey, you know, I feel bad. You know, he's constantly like, you know, going out and chasing people <laughs> away. And um, so <laughs> even though there is access to the house, um, it really didn't quell that whole issue with just the looky loos just coming in and you know, it's not just snapping a picture from the street. I mean, there are still people who just with impunity walk on the property and um, it's 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 unfortunate. It, it really yeah. is. There's no need for it. No. And they got their you they got their little iPhones. They're doing little YouTube channels. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, there'd be a, nobody goes around without a cell phone. <laughs> no. You know, no question. Uh, it's all clickbait. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well. That's too bad. I, I wish them luck with, you know, with everything. Yeah. Yeah. However, it turns out for them, I just, you know, those of us who know them and can appreciate what they what what they deal with sometimes, um, you know, we wish them the best, whatever happens. You know, we understand that 
things may change with a new owner, but they are being very, um, very selective about who they're talking to because they do have events scheduled there all the way through next year. So they're looking for somebody to honor those. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I think their big thing is, you know, we may find the right buyer, but we just don't want to see it turned into a total circus. Yeah. Hmm. You know, which is something that, unfortunately, I think a lot is happening to the Lizzie Borden house. So, yeah. And that happened to the Houghton Mansion as well. When yeah. Ghost, Ghost Hunts America, I think, took it over uh, or whatever it was, Ghost Hunts USA. I, mean, I can't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. There's so many of them out there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so lots of new equipment coming out. Anything that, uh, you know, tickles your fancy? <laughs> Not really, honestly. No. You know, I don't I, I don't I don't say that to be a wise ass. It's just uh, I guess the thing now is uh, spirit boxes and echo boxes yeah. Yeah. like that. To uh, be quite honest with you, I mean, there have been times where I've heard some things come out of that that I just kind of like, wow, that's pretty interesting. But I mean, for the most part, um, I think that it is kind of like an instant gratification thing where, you know, you made recordings and you reviewed everything. And I think that there's probably a hesitancy or reluctance to do that anymore because everybody wants it now and they want a response now and they don't want to go through that process. And, you know, I'm not going to say it's uh, an easy process or something that I look forward to, (laughs) but, um, (laughs) I also think that technology is great. If somebody comes up with something, you know, keep, keep hammering away, keep working at it as long as, um, you know, it doesn't make investigators lazy. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, you still have to do the footwork. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just, uh, I got a voice and I think it said demon and we're all <laughs> set now. And that's what's going on here. Good luck to you. I'm going home. You know. <laughs> so the, when people ask you to investigate their house, did they ask you to clear them? Occasionally, but I make it pretty clear that that's not really our bag. That, that's not our thing. Okay. You know, going in and going through anything rich, ritualistic. Yeah. I mean, there are people that I think have the best intentions that I could probably put them in touch with. Um. But it's really not our thing because, you know, we're making the assumption that a spirit wants to leave and maybe they don't. So a lot of times people talk about how come nobody crosses these poor spirits over. It's just, well, we don't know exactly what they have the free will. Well, you know, and I subscribe to the idea there are ghosts, which are more the residual types when Mm -hmm. an old lady walks through your living room. And then there are spirits who can come and go and have free will and personalities and acknowledge you and can come in visitation. I guess it's kind of like the Hans Holzer's type of idea that he had, but I kind of subscribe to that because, you know, I think we've encountered both. So I don't think I'm the ultimate arbiter on whether a spirit even wants to leave this place and just assume that, you know, you know, quick grab all the, you know, grab the sage, grab all this stuff. We got to drive the spirit out and we got to send them home, you know, and maybe they don't want to go home. So right. there you go. But yeah. See, it's, it's not really our thing. 
Yeah, I agree with you on that as well. Uh, yeah, that's we're we're researchers. We're not uh, uh, exorcists or anything. But uh, no. you know, the the other thing is that you know, one person's ghost is another person's guardian angel is another person's lost rel- relative. You know, it's 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 your own personal beliefs. I think, anyways. Yeah, uh, there's absolutely no question about it. And as I said, I've I've never tried to do anything but be a researcher and a documentarian um, to go in and record what we do in a number of means. And just um, I've always had the attitude. um, Our job is not to find ghosts. You know, our job, they'll find us. (laughs) <laughs> you know, we're, we're not out to prove anything's here. We'll listen to your story and we will go in as objectively as possible, but as open minded by the mm-hmm. same token and just try to document what's going on there and uh, give you a conclusion. It might be an incomplete conclusion. Depends how often we're there or whether we can right. come back. But mm-hmm. I never thought the idea of rise up this group's. Um, mission statement was to prove the existence of ghosts or to find ghosts or anything like that, because I think you're missing half the picture if that's all you're thinking about. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I got to ask you, and, and I'm sure you told us when you've been on the show before, Rise Up, what, what does that mean? Uh, the Rhode Island Society for the Examination of Unusual Phenomena. There you go. I love uh-huh. it. Love it. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> Um, doesn't fit well on a t-shirt so, <laughs> uh, but really what, what what that means is essentially we don't preclude anything I mean whether it's UFO phenomena cryptozoological things ghosts and hauntings of course you know ghosts and hauntings fills most of our dance card but yeah. uh, this is why I still stay involved with uh cryptids and ufos because i think it's all under the same umbrella so you know um if it's something weird and unusual we're interested in it poopery of spirits and things all that stuff yep there's plenty of weirdness out there poopery 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 not poop (laughs) (laughs) although it may be poop But yeah. anyway, yeah, that was the bell, which means pizza from the dead is here. We got to wrap it up, anyways. So, Ken, oh, I thought, uh, this I this week somebody weekend, was at my front door here. I, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Ken, the uh, OSHA State Paracorn is this weekend. Once again, if people are interested in finding out more about it, where can they find that? Sure, they can go to Facebook, Ocean State Paracon, and there's a potpourri of information there. That <laughs> there you go. With uh, advanced tickets and who's going to be there. We also have the speaker schedule. So if you're coming for a specific time frame to hear somebody, those times are on there. Or you can go to riseupparanormal.com and the information is there as well. And so if someone has a case, they should go to Rise Up Paranormal if they want something investigated. Absolutely. If you go to that website, click on contact, there's a form you can fill out. Tell us a little bit about your story, your contact information. And I guarantee if the very worst within 12 hours, I'll be back to you. No money, no money required, right? (laughs) No money required, no money down, 0% interest, all volunteer. 
Awesome. Well, we do have to go. Ken, um, uh, we've been speaking with Ken DeCosta right here on uh, Ghost Chronicles Radio, uh, Next Generation with Anna and Ron. And thank you, Ken, for joining us. Thank and you so much. It was great. Yeah. Always a pleasure. Yes. Best of luck this weekend. Well, you guys take care of yourself. Hopefully we'll see you soon. I okay. hope so. All right, everyone. Good night. God bless. Stay safe. Good night. Thanks for listening. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.